then as I was going on, I realized there's a fourth one I'll tell you about, so I didn't want to say the Friendship Quattro. So I said the Friendship Four. Okay, so we're going to have the Friendship Four today. And I want to talk to you about friendships today. And I think, it's, I think that it's something that is really going to help you. If you really listen to me, it's going to help you understand your friends, understand why they're in your life, why they leave your life, this kind of thing like that. I really feel like it's, it's something that's really going to be beneficial to you. I had so many comments um, on the, uh, in, the, in the first service of like, hey, Pastor, look, I just needed that right now because of my, the friendship situation I'm in. And, I, and it, helped me, it helped me understand a whole lot better. And, you know, because we talk to our friend, our children, if you're adults, you talk to children about, about friends, you know, make the right friends, make the right friends, you know, but we don't think about it in our own lives as, as far as we're adults, we have friends, and we don't think about why they're there. Um, one thing we have to realize is, is that the type of friend that you are is the type of friend that you attract. <coughs> so if you're on the friendship scale of one to ten, if you, if you, if you are a seven, and your ability to be a friend and showing love and compassion and, and, uh, and, and loyalty and all that, then you're only going to attract five and sixes and sevens, maybe occasionally an eight. You know? um, and if you're, if you're a friend that's really not a friend and you're a two or a three, you're, you're, you're going to attract ones and twos. So the type of friend that you are is, is, is the type, type of friend that you're going to attract. Okay? So I want to talk to you about three types of friends real fast. And the first one is the most important one, and it's a confidant confidant these people are for you they're there for you no matter what they're there for you for for thick and thin good and bad heaven and hell good bad and ugly they're there for you um, a good example of this in the Bible is a Jonathan and David scenario first Samuel 18 and 1 in King James Version it says the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his very very own that word knit there is from the comes from the word kosher uh, Q a-S-H-E-R, which means to bind, to confine, or tie together, together. And, and, and a true confidant is, is pretty much a soulmate and a mentor mix. A soulmate and a mentor mix. Um, Proverbs chapter 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. I have, I have two or three of those in my life, and I'm so blessed. Because if you only have one or two in your life, you, you're exceptionally blessed. But, but I, have, I have a friend of mine named Philip Britt, and we go way back, and he's that type of friend that, man, you know, you pick up the phone, and it's like we never, we, ha- we, like we talk all the time, but we really don't talk all the time. You know, he's the type of person that, if you hadn't, I hadn't seen him in several months, but I, I, we, we hang out all of a sudden, it's like we never left. It's just one, it's one of those guys, you just, you just have that. You just, you just pick up where you left off at, you know. Um, and then I have a friend uh, that, that is a, a minister friend of mine in Raleigh in, in North Park Church, and it's Anthony Braswell. And uh, we were college roommates, and he almost burned my house down. He, had, uh, making, he was making cookies with his girlfriend, and, and I guess he, I don't know what he was doing, but he, he forgot to let, and left the oven on. I woke up the next morning, it was like 170, 11,000 degrees in there. And so, and so I was like, dude, you burned the house down, man. So, but anyway, but he's, but he's a great friend, too. He's always encouraged me. We're in, and t- today, during first service, I was sitting there in the first service, and I got a text from him, and he was like, hey, man, this is Anthony. I just want to let you know I love you, that I believe in you. You're doing a great job. Keep it going. I'm going to minister today. You're going to minister today. We got our own needs. Let's put our, side, our needs aside to reach the needs of the other people. God's good. God's going to bless you today. It's going to be a great day. Just encouraging me. That's what confidants do. They're all for you. They're good for you. Now, they're also, they also are there during the bad times. Now, here, here, here's, here, this is a big thing about confidence is, is that no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm bad and if I'm dead wrong and I'm 100% wrong, I can guarantee you that, that, that Phil and um, Anthony both will be by my side. Okay. 
When I say be by my side, that does not mean that they're going to agree with me. They're going to tell me, hey, you're wrong. I disagree with you, but I'm here for you. Because a true confidant is someone that's going to be there. For the, because a lot of times when you do things wrong, everybody leaves you alone. Oh, you, you're on your own now, Jack. You know, you don't have to agree with someone to be a confidant and be by their side and love them and care for them. And, th- and that's how it is with Phil and with, with, with uh, um, Anthony and with, and with another gentleman named Jay Daughtry. He, 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 was, he lives out in a whole other, uh, in another uh, state. And what's so weird about that is it's kind of like um, Oscar and the Grouch, like, you know, uh, what is it, uh, the odd couple? You know, you got Felix and Oscar. Felix is all together. He's got his situation together. He's very organized. He's very clean. He's very sharp. He's very dressed. You know, when Oscar is like a slouch and he's nasty, he, he drools out his mouth and all this kind of stuff, you know. And but the opposites attract, okay? And so that's how, that's how it is with me, with me and Jay. Jay, if you met Jay and met me, you'd be like, there's no way you're, he's your friend. He's a genius and you're an idiot. I mean, he's just so smart. He's just, over, he's just a genius. <laughs> he's just a genius, and, and, and he's, but, but it's so funny that when we get together, we just mesh, and it's just, it's just so neat. So don't ever put out, whenever you're looking at these confidants and you're looking at people, don't ever look at someone and stereotype them and, and act like, well, maybe, may, you know, I don't think I could be their friend, okay? Because, because a person that you think that maybe could not be your friend possibly could be the best friend you've ever had. But most of us in leadership, especially, and in friendship, we, we, we lead or, or we have friendship down. If you, like I said, if you're a seven, you normally have five, six, and sevens that are your friend. And so you're always giving a lot of times. You know, um, sometimes you give up a little bit, but most of the time you give down. And, and, and if, you, if you're constantly giving and you're, you're feeding someone else in friendship and you're always giving to them and you never get replenished, it'll drain you. It'll drain a friendship. Um, you have to have, have to have that replenishing, like, like Anthony, just that text, that call, that, 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 that pat on the back. Hey, you're doing good. Keep it up. You know, the, the confidants are someone that you can be comfortable around. You invite them to the house, and you don't clean up. You don't empty the trash cans. You just let them come over to the house. When they come into the house, you don't put makeup on if you're a lady. If, you, if, you, if, if you're a lady and you're, that you're talking about your friend, if you, you're comfortable around them. You can be yourself. You don't have to put on. You don't have to. If you, I don't feel good. I don't really want to talk, dude. Let's just hang. Okay, that's fine. You know, that, that kind of person that is a confidant that you just love, that, that loves you. They're there for you for good and bad. The Word of God says in Proverbs 27 and 9, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is sweet as perfume and incense. And that, and that friend, when that friend just says, listen, listen to me. Get it together. You know, that, 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 it's just something good about that. When you've got a friend that cares that much to try to talk to you. Proverbs 18, we know that, that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than their brother. brother. Jesus is the ultimate confidant. If you may be sitting here today saying, I don't really have a confidant. Well, Jesus is your confidant, and, and allow him to be there for you. Because real confidants um, can, can confront you. Philip Britt, you know, he, he's, my, he's my confront confidant. He's that friend that said, you know, that me and him confront each other all the time. Well, I'm like, hey, man, you can't, hey, hey, you can't, you can't talk to your wife that way. You can't do that. You shouldn't act this way. You shouldn't do that. You know, hey, man, you got you to gotta, you gotta apologize. That was rude, dude. And, you know, we confront each other, talk to one another like that. Say, so, hey, man, you got you to gotta straighten out, dude. And it's okay because I have given him permission to do that as my confidant. You need somebody in your life that you give permission to say, hey, you need to straighten up. You know, some of my leaderships um, and back there, I, I, I give permission to talk. I say, look here, I want you to talk to me when I'm on a stage, and, and I want you to know, you know, Craig's one of them. And I said, look here, if I say something stupid or I say something that's wrong or say something, I, or say something I shouldn't say, I want you to talk to me. I give you permission to speak in my life and say, hey, you need to change that. That wasn't right. Or, or I told him, I said, you need to look at me and say, hey, you didn't study enough this week. You need, you need people in your life that you can trust that can speak into your life and be there and confront you and say, hey, with love, I care about you, and here's the deal, here's the deal. They kind of get in your face. 
The scripture says, let my brother smite me for it will be kindness to me. Proverbs 27 and 6, wounds from a sincere friend, sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. You know, it's better, it's good. You have a friend that really cares. They may wound you and hurt your feelings, you know, but you'll get over it because you're your friend because you know they love you. But an enemy will come up and kiss you and be, look all happy and everything's fine, but it may be a betrayal, of ki a kiss of death like it was with Jesus and Judas. Confidants would rather hurt your feelings and help you from making a bad choice rather than not say something and let you be hurt from somebody else. Here, here's a, here's a very tweetable moment. Here's a moment that you can put it on Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram or put it up on, make a little pretty pictures with it. This right here. A confidant cuts to heal, but an enemy cuts to kill. What I mean by that is, is a confidant, somebody that really cares about you, when they, when they, when they, they talk to you and they cut you, they, they, they talk to try to help you to get better. They try to pull something out or they try to put something in and then they try to sew you back up and make you better. Okay? But an enemy, they, when they slice you, they're cutting you to let you bleed out. Okay? And what I mean by that, let's, let's, let's make it even different. When, when a friend confronts you and says something that hurts your feelings and they're trying to make you better, but an enemy that comes, when they're coming and they're, and they're cutting you and, and trying to bring you down to size, they're trying to destroy you. Okay? So we just got to understand what, what, what's happening here. You know, a lot of us say that, oh, I want that kind of friendship. You know, um, but, but, but you, you, don't, you don't want, you want a friendship like that, but you don't want somebody that's going to say, hey, you're wrong. That's not the kind of friend we want. You know, we want somebody to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother and is there through thick and thin, but we don't want a brother that will confront us. A brother, I want to say brother, I mean brother or sister. That will confront us or that will tell us we're wrong or that will help, help make us better. We, you know, we say that we want that kind of friend, but we don't want to be that kind of friend. So everybody wants that friend that's a confidant because I want somebody that I can tell secrets to and that I can trust. But see, we're not trustworthy. We're not. We, we, we're, we're one that, that doesn't keep secrets. And see, and if you keep withdrawing, you have those friends that, that keep pulling from you and keep pulling from you and they don't ever pour back into you. And if you have, keep having relational withdrawals without any relational um, deposits, you'll end up with relational bankruptcy. You, it, relationships are two-way. You need to give and you need to receive. And if you ever had that friend that just pulled on you all the time and you never got nothing from them, you know, <laughs> well, that, that's, the kind, that's, that's an unhealthy relationship. That is very unhealthy in, in, in that. And this same, works the same way with marriages. You know, a, rela a marriage that, that has all withdrawals at one side is taken all the time and never gives is unhealthy. You have a, a, a marriage that's bankrupt. <clears throat> now, at the same time, marriage is not 50-50, by the way. This is a little, a little sidetrack. Marriage is not 50-50, it's 100-100. There's sometimes that you're going to give 90% and you ain't going to get but 10. And then there's sometimes that you've got to give 80% and you ain't going to get but 20. And then sometimes you're going to receive 75% and you ain't got to give but 25. What I'm saying is a relationship, it, it goes back and forth. And, and based on the situation and the needs of the other person, you've got to realize that it's not 50-50. You know, so many times, like, hey, it was 50-50. My God, you know, you know, sometimes we go through seasons where we need more than that, okay? A confidant is there through the true blue, good, bad, heaven and hell, right and wrong. They're there for you. They don't leave your side when you're wrong. You know, it's Proverbs 27, 17, one more time. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so does a friend sharpen his brother. Confidants. And then we have constituents. These people, they're, they're there for you, but they're there for you for what you are for. If you're for Relay for Life, and you're all about Relay for Life, and we're standing up for cancer, okay, and you're, and you're all about that, and then you decide, you know what, hey, I think I'm going to start really supporting muscular dystrophy, and I'm not going to support Relay for Life, I still believe in it, but I'm, I'm going to really go all out for muscular dystrophy, then you'll have some people that won't be your friend no more. 
You know, because they were for you for what you were for. As long as you were for Relay for Life, they're for you. But then when you want to go to muscular dystrophy, they're like, ah, oh, well, you know, hey, man, I'm really interested in this, so we're just going to peace out, you know. You know, parents, whenever I was a youth pastor, I had parents that as long as I was for their kids and their kid was doing good and living good and, and acting right, the parents, they worked, they gave money, they, they helped, they, they did anything I needed. But then when I said, hey, there's a problem with your child, they're acting it up, they need, you know, they're disrespectful, they're not whatever, whatever, you know, we're going to have to suspend them for whatever it may be, then all of a sudden the parents are like, oh, well, really, excuse me, you know, you know, I need some help, oh, I can't help you this week, you know, because they, whenever, you're, whenever you're there for what you're for, they're okay, they're on your same team as long as they're for for what you're for. Um, constituents can confuse you very easily because they, they look like and act like and sound like confidants, but they're not. They will leave you in a hot minute whenever you, you, they are not for what you're for. Their love and commitment through, through you um, is a better way to show it this way right here. Um, their commitment was not to you as a person, but their commitment was to you in your mission. So you have the same mission together. And once your mission is not the same anymore, they, they, they jet out on you and they leave you. Um, you can easily mistake them for a confidant. You know, but at the same time, a good example in the Bible is Judas. Judas was Jesus' confidant, it seemed like, right? He was one of his disciples. He was one of his boys until all of a sudden he found dividends that paid somewhere else better. You know, whenever he sold, he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, when he had a chance to better himself and I don't need you no more. You know, here's, our mission is, is to save the lost at any cost. All of a sudden now, now my mission over here is, is all about money. So he left, he left Jesus and left his side so he can get something that benefited himself better. So you got constituents, confidants, and comrades. These people are against what you're against. Confidants are all there for you. Um, constituents are what you're um, for and comrades are those who are, who are against what you're against. Don't get these confused either because what happens here, you're against something, and once the greater enemy is defeated, they'll leave you. Once the greater, once, whatever you're against, once that you win, then they're gone. They're not in it for you or for your relationship. They're in it for what you're against. Again, it's a missional thing. These are missional friends that they're there until you reach the, 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 you know, the thing. If you're, if you're for a particular president, they're on your side. And then once that person wins or loses, and then they're out. Okay? Um, same way, different, different, different things in your life that you have that you're against, whatever it may be. Um, they are against it because you're against it, and, and that's, why, that's the common thread between the two. But, and you're like... Well, Pastor Doug, I kind of feel bad. I don't feel like I got any real friends right now. You know, I ain't got a confidant, uh, and all my other friends either are what I'm for or what I'm against. But listen, friends are like scaffolding, okay? What does scaffolding do? It holds the, the, the building up, okay, until you finish building it, and then once the building is done, what happens? The scaffolding comes down. So you need all these friends in your life because of the fact that, that they're there for a reason. They're there to help you meet, meet them each mission in your life. If you're for or against or whatever it has, that they're there to build you up and help you th through that. And then they fall to the side, okay? And, they, and then a lot of them leave. Now, you're like, but, but, but that, that's bad. I don't have, how do I keep friends? <laughs> okay, well, if you're for something like church, for God, for Christianity. Those friends, if, if you're for that, then hey, they're, they're for you. They'll stay with you as long as you're for that. If you're against sin, you're against, you're against injustice, you're against you know, abuse, whatever you're against, you'll probably stay against those things, and those friends will stay with you. So don't think that these friends are just going to always leave you. But a lot of times, once the enemy is defeated, they're gone. Um, a man who anchors his security in people around him will have more heartbreak than Humpty Dumpty. 
Because if you can't have your security only in those around you, because those people will leave, and then you'll get broken. Amen? Amen. You're mighty quiet today. I don't know if y'all are sucking this in. or you. Okay, relationships, on the, you know, the, 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 the comrades are, are bad because it's, it's, it's built on what you're against. So it's, it's all built on what's negative. Any relationship built on negativity is not going to last very long. Because it just, it just, it's, just, it's just not, you know. And so if you have a, 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 a comrade constituents, the um, confidants, <laughs> I, had to go through, I had to go through my mind again. If you have one or two confidants in, a, in, a, in your lifetime, you are a very blessed person that you can care. But you have to be that for someone else. But the problem is if you're like me, and someone else told me back there earlier today that they're like me. But if you're someone who really, really, really cares deeply for people, relationships mean everything to me. If I tell you I love you, I love you. If I'm your friend, I'm your friend for life. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to a fault. You can do me wrong. You can stab me in the back. I'll wipe the blood off and I'll give you another knife. That one's not a sharper knife. Let me give you another. Let me give you a sharper one then you know, so it'll hurt me worse. That's just how I am. I'm, I'm that kind of a friend. I love friendships. I love people. And so because I'm all in like that, Whenever I am hurt, it hurts deep. So when you love deep and you give deep, you're hurt deep. And that's part of relationships. Even though um, that's why this is so important to help you. So you'll know this person is in my life for a reason and for a season and for a mission. Then you know not to get too close to that person and, and go all in because you know they're, they're going to leave after the mission's over. And so that helps you a little bit. Um, but, but, but we need each other because listen, listen, if you find a turtle sitting on a fence, it didn't get there by itself. All right. I mean, somebody had to help pick it up and sit it up there. Same way with friendships. We don't get in friendships. We don't get places by ourselves. We need our friends. We need each other to help us and to build us up and pick us up and push us up and put us up on a fence with the turtles. Now you can, you can. Become, you can have more friends in two months if you are sincerely interested in, in, in them rather than you can in two years being interested about yourself. Okay? The thing is, is that so many, have you got any of them friends that every time you talk it's about them? You know, I got a friend that I'll call up and, I, and I'm calling, I got a question. I'm like, hey, um, I got a question. They're, oh, okay. I'm like, how you doing? Good, good. Hey. And then all of a sudden they start talking. And like 30 minutes later, after they finish talking, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll ask my question tomorrow maybe, okay? Talk to you later. You know, so they talk the whole time about them. Well, you know, the whole time they just keep talking. And I'm like, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow about it maybe. because you know. And so that, that happens in your life. You always have that person that's about them, whether it's good or bad. You know, I got friends and family that, that's got to always one-up you. I'm like, man, I got the sniffles. They're like, I got pneumonia. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when I stubbed my toe, they just cut my foot off last week. You know, you know, and I'm just like, man, I just, the, man, the doctor said that, you know, that I may have broken a rib. You're like, man, I've had back surgery and I got 12, 12 foot rods in my back, you know. You know, they always got to one-up you. They always got to do better than you. You can't, you can't never be about you. A confidant and a real friend lets you have the moment. You know, how really, oh, man, I'm so sorry. You know, but some, some people just, just got to one-up. They got to do better than that, you know. Um, Proverbs 18 and 24 says, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. But there is a friend who sits closer than a brother. So you got to show yourself friendly. I used to have teenagers whenever I was a youth pastor, and they would be like, nobody loves me, nobody likes me. I'm like, why do you feel that way? Nobody talks to me. I, you know, I'm like, listen, look, you're, you're all dressed in black. you got long hair. you got, you got 
you got makeup on your eyes, you, you, you stand in a corner, you don't talk to nobody, you know, and, 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 and the thing is, is that they're scared of you, okay? So what you got to do is they got to meet you like I have and realize that you're a pretty awesome, cool person and how much I love you and how awesome I think you are. You know why I think you're awesome? Because I got to meet you. So they're not going to come meet you because they're scared. So what you got to do is go out there and meet them and put your hand out and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, you can't, you can't stand in a corner or you can't be quiet and you can't be inward and, and get upset because nobody's your friend. You know, I used to tell teenagers all the time. There's little, little girls will say, hey, nobody talks to me. Well, go talk. To, go, go. The girls are over there talking. Go say hey to them. You know, and I said, and again, I want to go back to this person over here that I talked about that looked different and act different and dress different. You know, and I used to tell teenagers all the time, that could be your very best friend if you just give them a chance. They may be different. They may have a different lifestyle. They may have a different look, but, but they could be a great friend to you if you just would give them a chance. But because you are judging them on how they look, you know, you're not giving them a chance. So that could be your be very best friend that could, that could be by your side on your deathbed, but you won't know because you're not even talking to them. You know, we got to be open, guys. Our church needs to be open to people that walk through their door and give everybody a chance to be their friend because God can put people together who you normally don't think they are. And you're like, well, what I want you to also, what I say all the time is what you focus on, you fuel. That is so big to me. That is such a powerful statement. What you focus on, you fuel. You have friends right now, your very best friend, matter of fact. There's things about them that you don't like, okay? But that doesn't bother you because you don't focus on that. You focus on what you like about them. So your enemies, there's stuff that you like about them. You just don't tell nobody because you want to focus on what you don't like about them. So you change your focus, you change your friends. Okay? So when you, when you, when you look at people, it's just like your marriages. There's stuff that you don't like about your spouse. There's stuff you probably really don't like about your spouse. But you have a choice to focus on it and have issues and maybe end up in a divorce or say, you know what? There's a whole lot more things that I love and like about this person rather than focusing on this tonight today you know and so what you focus on you fuel so if you're in a disagreement you want to focus on the negative then you're going to fuel the negative if you focus on the positive you're going to fuel the positive um don't i already talked about the stereotypes then okay then the last type of friends the fourth type of friend is carousel friends you know on a little merry-go-round carousel you know they come and they go they come and they go you know some come back some come and go and then come back around again and you, and you wish they wouldn't have come back. You wish that they got off on the other side. That's when you don't give them a ticket. That's right. No ticket. No. So, so, but they do. You got these friends that just come and go in your life. And then they come, they go, they have a good season, they have a bad. Or if they need you, they come back. You know, you have these type of friends in your life. And you got to understand that, that, that these are seasonal friends. They're in a season for a reason. And then when they come back, you know, love them and care about them. But just know who they are. And lastly... I want to tell you about a five, my five-legged stool that I have to help me in my relationship process, okay? Five-legged stool. I know there's not a five-legged stool, but this is my stool, okay? So it's got five legs on it, okay? And, and, and if, if Don could come on up for that. Um, You've got to work on relationships. So the first thing that you have to do in a relationship to have friends and to, to, is to have time, to take time with them. I'm talking about if you want to be my friend, I need to see you more than just on Sundays, and I, I need more than just a text. I need, I need face-to-face, not FaceTime. I want us to eat together. I want us to talk together. I want you to constantly check on me. I want to check on you. I want us to have fun together and make memories together. So time is very important. It's really important during bad times. If you have a friend that you're not real close to, but someone dies or they get real sick and you're there for them, you got a friend for life. I don't care how close you were prior to that happening. When you're there in hard times, man, 
That's all. Because you know why it's so important? Because when nobody else is there, you are. I was in the military, and, and I had to go my, my first Persian Gulf cruise, and, and I had some girls at the church that I liked and, and some girls that, I, that were my friends and all this, and I had some guys that, I, that were my friends. And, and when I went out to the Persian Gulf, everybody, everybody was going to write me. And not very, a handful wrote me. But there was this one girl that I was not interested in romantically. She, she uh, wrote letters to me every single week. Every single week. And, and then when I got back home, the girl that was a hot mama that I was interested in before, do you think I want to go see her first? You know who I wanted to go see? The girl who I really wasn't interested when I left that took time that was there for me when I needed it. She's the first one I went to, and we ended up dating for a little bit. That's before Gina was really interested. But before she knew what a great catch she had. But, but, so, but that's what, what I mean was it just meant so much to me that she was there for me that drew me to her. And so let me tell you, I mean, you, you, just because you're there for somebody don't mean you're going to date. But, so don't, don't try that. But, but <laughs> these guys are like, yes, somebody died in your family. I'm going to be at your house every day all day long. You know? But, but see, so the thing is, though, you just got to understand that, that you got to be there for them. And it means so much to people. If you want to see men in relationships, be there for them in the hard times. Okay? Be there for them in the hard times. Um, and you know, another time to be there? is be there when it means something to them, but it means nothing to you. When someone's kid gets an award at school that you could care less about because their kid is not your kid, but you show up because their kid got it, is at school and you show up to support the mom or the dad because their kid got an award, that means something to that family. And that's friendship. And it shows that you care. And time. As a matter of fact, 2 Kings 2 and 2. And Elisha said to Elisha, Stay here for the Lord has called me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives and you live um, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went to Bethel together. Okay? So hey, you stay here. God's calling me over there. Man, I love you, bro. But, but you know, God's calling me, so I know you really don't want to go. No, I want to I be with you. I want to spend time with you. Okay? Spending time together is a big deal. Number two, value. I believe in you. Tell them that you believe in them. Brag on them in front of other people while they're standing there. You really want to impress them? Brag on them when they're not around to other people. Because what happens is you brag on them they're not around. You brag on them to somebody else. And then what happens is that person goes and says, Hey, so-and-so was telling me about how awesome you were the other day. They're like, wait. Now, when I was in front of them and they bragged on me, they, I felt like they did it to make me feel good. But now they're bragging on me and I'm not around. So they had no reason to do it. So they must really care. Okay? Um, not letting them give up when they get down. Be that person and say, you know, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't, don't do that. Make them feel important. Listening, listening, listening. Nobody wants to have a relationship where they have no input. Nobody wants to say, oh, let's hang out. And then all we do is not listen and talk. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do, don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. If you hang around with bad company, it will corrupt your character and you can be looked as looked at as the same type of character they have. Trust. Number three, trust is, is just obvious. I'm not going to talk about that. We know we need trust, so let me just give you a scripture to, to, to seed it. Um, Proverbs 11 and 13. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. People want someone. We don't have some. I don't have nobody I can trust. Well, that means probably you tell their secrets whenever they tell you. And so, therefore, that's why you don't have nobody that you can trust because they can't trust you. Love. Love is another obvious one. 15, um, John 15 and 13. There's no greater love than a man who lays down his life for a friend. Be, be that friend that'll, that'll, that'll be willing to, to lay down a life for a friend. Proverbs 17 and 9. 
Love prospers when a fault is given, but, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Whenever you, whenever you forgive somebody in a friendship and you forgive them, that's love and it shows love. But when you keep dwelling on it, you're severing the relationship. You're going to end up being alone by yourself because nobody wants to, for you to keep bringing up old garbage. If you forgave me, forgive me and quit talking about it. Okay? Don't tell me you forgave me, but then every time something goes down, you bring it back up again. That, that's good for marriage counseling there too. And then lastly, loyalty. Loyalty is paramount. You, you, you can't just be loyal when things are good. You have to be loyal when things are good or bad. Um, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born in help to help in time of need. Show your vulnerability. Show your weaknesses. Don't be scared to show your weaknesses in friendships. You know, that's a big thing for me. I have a lot of people say, Pastor Doug, I, I connect with you. You know why they connect with me? It's because I'm real and, I, and I'm authentic and I'm not going to try to put on, I'm not going to try to be some slick, shiny, shiny-toed preacher. I'm going to be me and I'm going to let you know that I got faults and issues and I'm jacked up for the floor up like everybody else is. Okay? That we all have problems. And so I, when I, when I, you, when, with the strengths that I have, you can learn from my strengths. Okay? But you're going to connect with me through my weakness. When I say, hey, I've, seen, I've done this right here. I had an attitude. I had road rage. You're like, oh, I do that. You know, and you can be, and you, you can, you can say, you know what, man, he's a pastor and he's doing that and, and he, he's real. I could do it because I've had people come up to me and say, I don't go to church until I came to you. And I'm like, well, why would that be? Because I ain't got a lot to give you. And they're like, well, let me tell you why. Because I've been, I've been to churches and, and I've seen pastors that, that stood up there and act like they had no sin in their life. And I felt like I couldn't do that. I can't be that. And I said, well, if you feel that I'm that way, let me tell you, whatever you see up here, and I said this before, is one frame of my whole entire movie. If you saw the rest of the movie, you would be disimpressed. Okay? I can shine up and look good for one, for one little moment here, but this is just one frame. This Sunday morning is one frame of my life, but the rest of my life is just like yours. I mess up, I cry, you know, I weep, I get mad, I get angry. You know, so when, when you can stand up and talk to your friends and they see that you're vulnerable and you open up yourself to them and you pour out your heart to them, you know, those confidants, obviously, not the other ones because they, they're going to be gone soon. The, the loyalty and vulnerability is big. <clears throat> be a family. Eat together. That's what we're going to do after this right here. We're going to go eat together because we're two or three gathered in His name. There is food. Okay? And so you got to understand that. There is magic in doing road trips together. Take your friends on. That's why sometimes as a church we go to, to Myrtle Beach together. Because we want to we create memories. We want to create pictures. We want to have special bonding time. You know, do that. Do, you know, do, do different things like that. Have talks and, and create memories together and do things. Build relationships. Be, be, not, be non-judgmental. Be concerned. Go, to, to go out here to, to the, in the heat today with us out here in the park and, and, and have fun and so we could talk about next week about, oh, dear God, it was hot out there. You know, we're creating memories today is what we're doing. We got fans, but them hamburgers were good. I ate and left, but dear God, it was hot. You know, whatever. Create memories. D.L. Moody, he said, when I die, I will not be truly dead because I will be alive in that person and that person and that person and that person. Replicate your life to where you pour your life into other people, that when you die, you still live through them. The goodness in you, the joy of the Lord, the passion, the compassion that you have, that, that they can say, you know what, I remember when they're telling stories, they can say, hey, I remember one day, 
this person was in my life and, and this happened and this happened. And then finally, Philippians 1.28. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that, you're going to be that they were going to be destroyed. But that you, I'm sorry. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed. But that you are going to be saved by God himself. Enemies are pretty much terrorists. Because all they want to do is bring fear in your life. Bullies are terrorists because they're trying to bring fear to you. People that are trying to come up against you and yell at you and do all these things, they're, 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 the whole, it's all activated on fear. And if there is no fear, their job is useless. They become just like anybody else. So when you have an enemy, don't be fearful of them. Satan himself, he's a terrorist. All he wants to do is bring fear to you and make you doubt God. So don't, be, don't fear him. Know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the, word, in the world. John chapter four, 4 and 4. Know that he's done, son. It's over with. He cannot win. He's lost. He's defeated. He's a defeated foe. Don't allow him to bully you. Don't allow him to do that. And don't allow a friend to do that either. Just because you made a mistake or you've done something wrong, tell them you're sorry. And say, look here, I'm sorry. I love you. And realize that, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and wickedness in high places. What I mean by that is if you got a friend that you love and they love you and all of a sudden this big thing comes in between y'all and y'all get in an argument, realize it's not flesh and blood. It's the enemy trying to divide y'all. So forgive one another. Love one another. Focus on what you, what you focus on. You fuel. Don't focus on the bad. Focus on the good and go on. And, and the type of friend that you are is the type of friend that you'll have. So be that friend. And then you'll find that friend. All right? Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? Let's pray real quick. Is there anybody here today who said, Pastor Doug, I, um, I need a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I need someone like Jesus to come in my heart and forgive me. I don't have, all my friends are bad, and I need someone that can save me and that can change my life and make me whole again. Would anybody say, Pastor Doug, I'm not a Christian, but I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I want to receive Christ. Would anybody on this Family and Friends Day want, want a friend in Jesus? that they can turn to for salvation today. Anybody at all? Amen, amen. Well, who would say, Pastor Doug, um, just pray for me that I, would be, I, that I would be a confidant to somebody, that I would, ha I would be well-versed in, in knowing who my friends are, and I would be a good friend, and I could be the kind of friend that a friend would need. Anybody beside me just pray that I would be the kind of friend that, that God would want me to be to others? Yes. Love your, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you today for this amazing group of people in this room whom I love so dearly much. They are my friends. And I thank you for the opportunity not only to be their friend, but be, to be their pastor. And Lord, to pray for them and lift them up, God. And I pray right now that you help them to be the kind of friend that they want. Help them learn from today to know who that, people, that you have people in our lives that come sometimes for a reason and for a season. And to know that they may, they may leave, but when they leave, you got somebody else in the wings that's going to come, come up to your side and, and, and be that friend that they need in, in that time of need. Bless them today in Jesus' name.